Welcome to the September edition of This Week in Teams, where we talk about the latest updates from the month of September. It's been a long time since we've done one of these episodes, Craig. I'm very excited to see what this looks like, because I think we're rusty as hell. <laughs> I like that you're excited, because I've just gotten all morning that you're crabby as hell, and uh, it shouldn't be very interesting. So nice to see you, Jay. It's good to see you too, man. Um, so uh, it's been a while since we've had a regular cadence of content, and uh, we're going to try and kick things off with the month of October. Uh, for a new season of Twit, um, uh, just a quick update on what we're doing. Uh, it, I don't think you knew I was going to do this, but here we go. Uh, we're going to do the monthly update again. Um, yay. Monthly yay, update. Right. This week in Teams has become this month in Teams, uh, but that's okay. We're going to keep the name and the brand, and we're going to keep moving. Um, we're also going to do like mini series of content. So, Craig, what's the series we've got coming up? Is it the no. Viva series? <laughs> so that we're going to talk about Viva, an overview of Viva, uh, Viva connections, Viva topics, Viva insights, and Viva learning. So that's the one we're working on recording now. Um, yep. But we still are planning on playing around with, I believe we have another episode or two of Viva around, not Viva, teams around the world where we were interviewing people from different countries and continents, actually, on yep. teams. Yeah, no, uh, it's it. We sat down and tried to figure out how do we keep content going and 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 fresh and exciting for you, the thirty three listeners in my head. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we're gonna Brief. do the monthlies, and then we're gonna run these series. So Viva right now. Uh, hope you enjoy it, and then we'll get back to the world the world view on teams later so here we and go we might try to get in a couple of what we're going to call two minute teams where we try to demo a feature of teams and then we'll talk about it afterwards so the demo was, will be less than two minutes i was not prepared to announce that i'm, I'm glad you were <laughs> well, i wasn't prepared to announce anything but it's 6 30 in the morning at my time on a saturday and you got me out of bed to do this so we're gonna Come on it's seven whatever. o'clock now <laughs> you've you've had coffee i've had a cup of coffee we're all good. Right, let's go. Right. Let's roll. Let's roll so, into the news of September. What do we got? I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna do the. What do they call that? Cabbage Patch? No, that's not it. Stirring the. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's gonna play for like 30 seconds at the end of this video. <laughs> so we got um, meetings in Teams. So presenter mode. Um, so the. We've I think got the, meetings in Teams. They finally come to Teams. Yes, that was a huge addition to Teams. Was the addition of meetings. Um, no presenter mode for PowerPoint. So. Um, for those people who have sometimes struggled with how do I present in PowerPoint without sharing everything on my desktop, you can go right into PowerPoint and there will be an icon on the top right hand corner. It says share to team. So if you're there, it will just share the presentation. You don't have to worry about what you have in your background or anything like that, which I always struggle with. So showing. So I'll, I'll put I'll, we're going to put a link in the blog about this, but go watch um, the product marketing manager, Aisha Miller do a little presentation. It's a minute long, um, two minute team speaking of. Um, yeah. It's a little campy, but it is actually really cool because if you've ever been, if you've ever seen a salesperson share their whole desktop and then you see the background chats pop up while their team tells them to stop sharing their whole screen or somebody tells them that the customer was not getting it and 
ends up getting in trouble because they're idiots. Like, this is big. <laughs> yes. I've never had that happen to me. I am perfect perfect presenter so ah well, i wouldn't know about that <laughs> all right all right so let's talk about apple carplay yeah i don't um, care about that jay i mean <laughs> i i also don't care about it but teams is supposedly going for the the commercial market and you can't go for the commercial market if, if you don't work. have apple capabilities right yeah so i get that but um tell us about apple carplay then jay what is it <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is an engaging conversation, Craig. So uh, just uh, the fact that Apple CarPlay allows you to use your mobile device in the car. And um, I actually think I saw uh, Matt Wade and uh, Sean uh, Bugler talking about this one. It, the fact that you don't have the ability to control your meeting from the car is it's a pain in the butt. Um, and I can respect that, you know, I've got Android, Android play and, or whatever it's called in, in our car. And, and we use that all the time. Um, so, yeah, okay, fine. I get it. Uh, the other one that was in there on this one too, is uh, two by two in Safari mode. Again, it's, it's an Apple thing. So neither of us particularly cares, but the fact that browsers and Safari are finally going to get two by two gallery view, like, I can't believe they're still just using the one person view. That's yeah, insane. It is talked about before the broadcast or you brought up if we're gonna if microsoft is wanting to make serious inroads into the consumer market with teams yeah uh, that's going to have to to take that's going to have to come on par with with yep. what you see out there and some of the other competitors who can do seven by seven so um as good as they can make that as close as they can get that to the the enterprise model right for the consumers that's going yeah to help, but just tailing back to Apple CarPlay, um, just some of the stuff that I've seen out there in the news and things lately, um, the car producers like GM and Ford and Toyota and some of them are really diving into what they're doing with the technology in their cars with with going electric with that and the whole systems in similar to the, the Apple CarPlay, I think that's going to be a huge uh, opportunity and you're going to see that for newer cars just whole little communication like yeah. satellite i don't even know what you call it dashboards communication consoles in in cars going forward so yeah yeah i mean if you look at you know what tesla did with their dashboard and it's basically just a big screen you're that's clearly a direction we're going if car manufacturers can get enough chips to build cars but that's a different <laughs> conversation and depending on which news channel you watch, it's probably politically charged. Yeah. Um, well, I will this. say once um, you get the self-driving cars, then you could just have complete conference calls and stuff while you're driving. You don't have to even worry then about. Then you it. don't need Apple CarPlay experience. You can just use your laptop and boop boop boop. No, uh, you have I, a whole heads-up display. I was kidding. I was I was kidding. Awesome. But yes, that's that would be. I think we're both going off the rails here. Yeah. Uh, much like the self-driving cars. Um, the one comment I'll say on the two by two in Safari mode, and this is where the government experience comes into play. Even GCC high and DOD don't have the two by two mode yet. Like I get, I've got a, a few customers that I get on in the GCC high environment. I get on their meetings. I have to use a web browser to connect to it for reasons I don't fully understand. And it, uh, uh, it's one the one person mode, so I don't I can't see people's video, so I don't know who has video on, and then all of a sudden, 
you know, one of my sales guys, his video pops up when he talks. I'm like, oh, we're doing video today. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's video today. That's an interesting conversation. I'll get back to at the end if there's time. But um, yeah, let's move on to the next thing. So another announcement was the restart of live events. So this feature allows us to actually restart a live event after we've accidentally ended it. Um, if you played oh. with live events, there was the ability to have them and they're a great feature. You invite multiple people, you get uh, moderated chat and all that kind of stuff stuff but if you accidentally click to end it or if you intentionally ended it it ended the event so um you then basically needed to create a new event and you know send out the links to all that to get people back in which was a really big pain so the ability to restart one is is pretty cool and pretty helpful for those people who accidentally do things that they don't intend to do as someone who doesn't run a lot of live events, I really didn't understand the value of this until you said, unless you end the meeting by mistake. And I went, oh, yeah, definitely ended meetings by mistake. Okay. Yes. So that's cool. And also in live events. So we're talking about live events, the ability to add over 100, up support up to 100,000 attendees. I believe it was originally 5,000 and then COVID hit and there was a need to go bigger than that. So um with a little bit of magic, you could get 10 if you talk to the right people. And then they eventually kicked it up to 25,000. So now we're right now we're going to 100,000. So um, that is pretty awesome. And it's also you would need to engage what we call Microsoft's Leap team. They're, they're our team that makes sure that you have everything set up, everything you need. So if you're going to be doing 100,000 attendees, um, reach out to your Microsoft support person and they can help you get that set up in your tenant. I'm I'm sorry. Did you call it the Microsoft sleep team? Leap team. L-E-A-P. Thanks. I was uh, like, really? I know Microsoft has naming problems, but the sleep team? Now um, leap. leap forward into the future, Jay. So to, to finish off meetings, because we went a little bit out of order, there's the new breakout room experience, which is huge. One of the biggest frustrations I've had uh, with breakout rooms is only the person who set the meeting up can actually manage the breakout rooms and assign people, which means like in the education space, if you have classrooms being set up by admins instead of the teachers, those admins are the only people who can manage the breakout rooms. So big change to breakout rooms, finally getting a new assignment experience. Um, selecting multiple participants, using checkboxes, assigning to rooms, and of course the the capability that um, I, it is now there, right? Like I'm not making this up because I'm rereading the description and it doesn't actually say this. I believe that is it is there. The other thing that it does do is pop out now, so it's a cleaner interface that makes it easier to do. All right, you go ahead and. Uh, uh, Oh, wait, no, I'm the one who goes ahead on the next section, actually, now that I think about it. I'm going to come back to this because it doesn't say it in the description, and that makes me wonder if I'm talking about a roadmap item, which would be terrible considering this is the what came out in September episode. Yeah, ah. you could look. Thanks. Do, do, do. All right, All right so <laughs> let's move on to devices because that took entirely too long. Um, <laughs> but we've got a bunch of updates perfect. coming on the device side. Uh, and some of these are really exciting. You have dynamic view you've got, which is okay, but then you've got the ability to spotlight multiple participants and pin multiple participants, which I have been dying to be able to do. Like 
think about the educational experience or even any experience where you have multiple presenters on something, being able to have both presenters pinned. This is really cool stuff, right? Yes. So just to... Why are you so hesitant? Because this just want to make sure that this is the device mode. This is not like the application mode. I think these are all available in the application already. Um, so this is if you've got like the the specific device, like your team room things and stuff like that. So um, you should have all these well, available. I don't care about already. team rooms. No one's back in the office yet. Oh, yeah. Well, God they're getting there. Bless it. This is all available today. The pinning multiple participants and spotlighting multiple participants. I believe if you have big enough meetings and you play with this, Jay, they're already there. So. This is, yeah, this is specifically if you have those devices, like the the specific devices that you can buy that would allow you to do Teams. So this, ladies and gentlemen, this is why the term expert is terrible, because you can be an expert in something, or at least people can call you an expert in something, and you will have missed some of the most basic things coming out. Yeah, these have been coming out for, I think these were, if we would have been doing our, doing these like, the last couple months you would have saw these already so these are these two are things catching up um, all righty then well if not they're going to be there and you'll be surprised and you'll just think they were there for a while and you didn't know how to do them all right well you keep going on the who care do we care about teams devices <laughs> I, I don't think that that's a big enough um big enough portion of our listening unit to care about them but uh, to quickly do that, there's chat bubbles. Pre- in, uh, presenter mode is out there. Like I know presenter mode's been there for a while, where you can make yourself appear in the presenter mode, mode has been there for a while. Yes, uh, yeah. they, they've so, been. I've been seeing all the MVPs have been demoing it. It's been. It's very very nice. Yeah, so I think we can just kind of go through. Nobody really cares about the uh, the headphones and things that are out there. They're out there. If you click on the link to the to the the updates, you can look and see which specific cameras and which specific. Um, devices work. I think we can just jump down and all right. Yeah. So chat collaboration. Yeah, but um, I think we can start talking about that. How you can pin messages now um, to your channel is a cool thing, so that they stay at the top of your your channels, so that you can find them a little bit more easily. And then what has also been released is the ability to up. Reply. I know this one's been asked for a while. The ability to reply to specific messages, so that you don't. Um, the way that Teams had worked for a while is that if you had a message and you wanted to reply for it, it just goes at the bottom of the channel, and there was no way to tell who you were actually replying to, and you might have to do things like tag the person that you were talking about, so to continue a conversation. That and, way. and there have been some like power user capabilities on this. Like if you highlight all of the text in a chat bubble and. You use the greater than symbol and a space. It automate automatically makes it a reply, and then it pastes in like who said it and what time it was. But it's this nobody knows that. Like only the power users get that. It is very similar to the experience on the mobile device, which thank God they're finally bringing something from mobile to the desktop. Um, so if you've ever noticed, you've, if you've ever wondered why can this person do it, but I can't, they've probably either been a power user using that capability or using mobile. So it's nice to see this here, but Craig, I just want to point out, like when we first started talking about this, you're like, these aren't new. And I was so mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes I forget as a, as a Microsoft employee and as a uh, person who's a little bit gets a couple of these things out before they, they're released to the general public to make sure that they actually work. Um, I've had reply all for 
couple months now so it's it's not new to me so when jay said it's new i was like hasn't this been released for, for a couple months in which case jay Le- released a little bit of profanity at me because he's crabby gay this morning so literally <laughs> one of the one of the most requested re- um requirements requested capabilities in the platform for for at least a year and craig's like oh i've been doing this for a while dude i don't know what you're talking about uh, there's some other cool things in the chat collaboration space as well. This one didn't seem cool from the basic end user experience, the Power Automate templates. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized. So Power Automate, it, if you're not familiar with Power Automate, there's a whole bunch of other conversations you need to go look listen to. But the, the templates here, they allow you to do things like uh, create a task and planner from a message, or they allow you to get an alert yeah. when you're mentioned in Teams, um, which is part of you know some of the cap- native capabilities. But the fact they're building these recipes, you might call them, or flows into Microsoft into the Power Automate platform is a huge step in enabling regular people to be able to start automating some of their life. So yeah, start it's, it's automating cool. processes. And I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of predicted this a little bit earlier. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm going to go into that I saw, I saw at the beginning. Like I did so much governance on Teams when people when COVID happened, right? Um, yep. So the first year it was I'm up on Teams. I need to get into Teams because my people are remote working now. I didn't know they were going to be remote working, and that's where you saw everybody getting on on board with Teams. So there was a big push initially the first few months of COVID to get up onto Teams. And then for the next nine months to a year, I was doing a lot of Teams governance workshops. And then it started to change that customers were up there and they're like, well, we're in the cloud anyways. We got Power Automate, we got Power Apps as a as part of the Office 365 test. Now what can we do to automate our processes? And right. There has been a lot of talk amongst my customers about how do we start automating processes. So this is the fact that, you know, we had to have like all these conversations about, okay, this is what Power Automate is. This is how you go and do it. This is how you train your users. The fact that they're bringing it into Teams is huge so that if people don't even have to go into Power Automate to do something simple like how do I create an approval? How do I create a planner out of a message? Um, the more that they bring into Teams, the more that's just going to to really make that platform um, explode, as well as you know Teams, and then adding more functionality just makes it a lot more stickier and hopefully a lot more user friendly. That's my little soapbox talk of the day. I will add to this: if you want to hear more about business apps and Teams, um, I'm gonna I'll put a link in the blog. Go check out the interview we did uh, with Bobby Chang. Uh, I think it was a really solid interview, good good topic around citizen development and power platform business apps type stuff. So, all right, uh, one last feature in the chat and collaboration side. Um, and this one is another feature that I hear a lot from the everyday user. Um, and I, I, I use my sales team as a primary experience here is the, the default settings when opening office documents. Yes. One of the things that's bugged me the most is the fact that depending on what you're opening and what interface you're in, the language is a little bit different. It'll say open in desktop app or open in office app or open in Word or open in PowerPoint. And it's not consistent. But 
what is coming is the ability to say, where do I want this to open um, as a default? So rather than opening in Teams, every time I click on it, the default might be something else. So that's really big. Cool. Yeah, no, I was thought maybe. <laughs> so one, it always should my 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 point of view. It should always open in desktop because that's where I like to use this stuff. But no, um, web is fine. I just was thinking when you said you have the ability to say, is that going to be tied into Cortana and say, hey, I want to open my lunch menu in in PowerPoint application because that would be cool. So, has Cortana actually taken off? This is something that, that has always bothered me. Like it should take off and I can't, I just don't see it happening. No. Um, okay. Has it taken off? So the, no, wasn't the answer to your question. I was just my transition. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I don't know that it's taken off the way that they, they envisioned it. Not certainly like Siri and the Alexa, Lexus. Right. Alexa, I don't can't remember what her name Please is. Please stop saying that. Mine's going to respond to you at some point. <laughs> yes. So I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just that it's well. Part of it I know why is those are built into your phone, so people get used to saying those into the phones. And for some reason, the Windows Phone never really got off the bat. So I think if you had more people using Windows phones, Cortana would have taken off. But um, they got a little bit late to the the party on the Windows phones, and then they gave up before they. That they needed to or well maybe it was a business decision i'm not really sure but I, I mean the windows phone i thought was better than the two other systems out there and anybody who used them like them um and now you're seeing a lot of them go back to doing some of the stuff that the windows phones actually did um so that's boy i hate to tell you i missed most of that but i was arguing with my amazon device the whole time because yes. <laughs> you started that exactly what happened stop talking to them we don't like those people. Uh, I hope that was good for everybody else. Also, I want to point out, again, you've probably seen this forever, but we use Teams to record our meetings here, which is uh, has its positives and negatives. But for the longest time, it has always frustrated me that I didn't know how long our recording was because the recording timer shows the full meeting length, not how long you've been recording. Have they changed but that? I Well, no, they didn't change that but what i just noticed is that in the chat it tells me what minute we started the recording oh yeah that's pretty so cool. i still have to do a little math but i can see that we've been recording for about half an hour now which is terrible we need to cut it out this is getting too long okay but i, I will let you quickly run through the government stuff and then we'll wipe it off because i don't care about the government either well actually i do i love the government you know keep doing your job build our roads and stuff but you know <laughs> Uh, I'm going to dub the I don't care about the government part over you doing your dance at the end <laughs> of this. Um, okay, so the it, the nice part about this for my for my government listeners uh, is, you know, a lot of what we just talked about is commercial. So you might not see it for six months or more. But to the to the to Microsoft's commitment to engaging the government and helping them understand what's out there, the very bottom of this section is all about what's coming to government, and it lists which tenants it's coming to. So um, in the GCC, GCC High, and DOD, Apple CarPlay is coming, which you'll notice we announced that commercially today. We're announcing it here today. That again goes to Microsoft's commitment. And I feel like I work for Microsoft now, which I don't, to getting features out as quickly as possible. Um, 
They also are an MVP, and we didn't really talk about that. I don't believe in any of our episodes. So congratulations to Jay for being made a Microsoft most valuable partner. I think that's what it is, people. (laughs) (laughs) It's an award they have for people who do a lot in the community in their spare time that, uh, you know, just to thank everybody. And they get some cool, cool little benefits uh, being access to the product team. Um, getting to say they're an MVP, some swag, um, get invited to a conference that we used to have in Seattle once a, once a year, but now it's been virtually. So um, just a little bit, uh, again, way Microsoft celebrates the people who also work in the community and and help others to learn. So if you're interested I'm, in learning more about blush. that. Thank you, Craig. That's very kind of you to bring up. All right, going back into my stream, um, on the GCC high side, uh, we're getting the improved content sharing experience. So if you have seen how commercial or GCC people are able to utilize the sharing capabilities, uh, it is an improvement. I remember when it first came out, mm, I don't know, four or six months ago. I'm not going to ask you when it came out because it probably came to you a year ago. Um, But when that first came out, it really does change how you share and make it much easier. Uh, And then in the GCC side only, so not in high and DOD yet, uh, we've got the new breakout room uh, assignment experience that we talked about up above in the commercial side. So it's coming out simultaneously. Um, We have the Teams notifications uh, now being able to use the default uh, to native capabilities. So you get the assist mode, the action center, and accessibility for Teams notifications. Um, Again, it's been a commercial for a while now, but coming to the GCC, so high in DoD, I suspect you'll start to see it soon as well. Um, And then the last piece is if you've ever had notifications come up for a chat thread, a discussion thread in a channel, and you don't want to hear about it anymore, there's a mute option. You can mute the conversation. I will say this, look, if you want to know what can I do in Microsoft Teams and you are looking at a piece of the tool like a discussion thread that has those three dots, just be curious. Say to myself, what's inside those three dots and click on it and you will start to see more capabilities that you have access to like hiding a team that you don't care about anymore uh, or in this case muting a conversation thread Um, so if you want to see what's there what's available go click those three dots it doesn't matter if you're government or commercial uh, you, you there's options there that you probably didn't know about and that's my soapbox Good job. I agree. Yes. Always click on things that <laughs> it's the one place that I tell you, click on things and see what it does. Try things. You can't really break like, it. Click so once and read. Don't like click 73 times and then call me and say, why did my computer implode? Like I, I'm not going to help. <laughs> well, if you're doing it inside teams, it shouldn't do that. I'm not telling you to go inside your operating system and do that. That's <laughs> that's fair. Hey, why, why, what happens if I click this delete all files button, Craig? <laughs> yes. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, well, that's where did it all go? But don't call me. me (laughs) That's your update for September. Uh, There were a few more things in there that we didn't talk about on the management side, on the frontline workers side. It's not that frontline workers aren't important. It's that I just didn't see the value of the feature that was described there. So uh, at least for this conversation, but go check out the the blog. um, It's all about what Jay decides is value. So just so you know, (laughs) right? That's that's. I am the most valuable, Craig. MVP here. There we go. (laughs) 
All right. Don't let it go to your head, Jay. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) So that's it for this month, for the month of September. Um, As we get into October, hopefully we'll have an episode introducing the Viva miniseries coming up. Uh, and some of the speakers that we have lined up. We're really excited to bring that to you. Uh, And then uh, we'll see you again for this particular conversation, the What's New in Teams uh, at the end of October, in the beginning of November, whenever that happens. We're trying to shoot for the first Monday of of the month to get the updates out. Oh, God. Now I have to actually get this out on Monday. Thanks, Craig. Yes. (laughs) First Monday of the month. Well, they won't know this until after they see it. If they made it to this far in the episode, and if you did, please subscribe because me and Jay need subscribers. We need we need outside validation that we're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> please tell us you like us. Like- we know you liked this episode of This Week in Teams because you're still listening. So if you want to hear more like this, make sure you click the subscribe button, notifications, and... Go to onthespot.tech for more from This Week in Teams and our sibling podcasts.